JM in the AM. Avram Rosenblum scheduled to join us a few minutes from now. Um, he's, of course, the centerpiece of our live music extravaganza coming up Friday like Bomer. But in order, I mean, it's no secret, in order to put together an event like this, broadcast it around the world, do it right, and um, and to have everything you need, you need some uh, a tremendous visionaries behind it. And in this case... Uh, our visionary, or one of our visionaries, became chairman of this event. That's, of course, Steve Adelsberg. I want to thank he and the entire, I want to thank him and the entire Adelsberg family. Uh, he is serving as chairman of our Lagba Omer extravaganza. He is hoping to be with us at some point Friday morning in Rahway, New Jersey, because we are uh, doing the the um, show from Arts Girl Studios in Rahway, New Jersey. And... Um, he knows what it's like to celebrate Lagba Omer, probably better than all of us because of the opportunities he's had, which we'll discuss in a moment. Uh, but he is excited, as am I, as you've been hearing over the last couple of weeks, about what finally, finally is going to be here Friday, our live music five-hour extravaganza. Steve Adelsberg, chairman of the big event, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum, and a good morning to you. You got to tell this audience, and I, I would assume on Log Bomer itself, please God, you'll be with us and we'll have a chance to do it again. You got to tell this audience what Log Bomer is usually like for you. And it must be painful uh, that you're not in Israel this week, but, but let's not concentrate on the negative. Just, just tell everybody the, the experience that you have and how special it is. It's really very simple. When the Rizina, the this is why the Vienna Rebbe has the ability, has the right to light the fire. It goes back to his great-great-grandfather. And the original asked, what was it like to one of the casinos to be a Meron? And he said, it's Yom Kippur on the inside, Simchas Torah on the outside. <laughs> and that's what it's like, huh? That's what it's like. So it's, it's, ver- like- so it's very spiritual, very uplifting. You've had the pleasure and the honor of actually being there, literally, on the front line in Meron, in Israel, when all this is happening, like Bomer night this year would be... Thursday night, and that's how you feel. You feel like you're in tremendous joy because we know it is a big simcha smack in the middle of Sphira, and at the same time, you're feeling tremendous spiritual uplift like one would on Yom Kippur Day. It's uh, it's just, you just feel it. It's there, and you see the people all dancing, you know, in the bleachers in unison, and it's a certain octus that you feel, and you say, do our tenu, now, this year, obviously, we know the situation. You know, I, I don't know if you, I, I, you know, I mean, you're likely not going to be there, obviously, uh, uh, this year, travel to Israel. And, I, and, and the reason I'm sounding so frustrated is because <laughs> yesterday, the news coming out of Israel <laughs> has made it more frustrating for people out of Israel in terms of future plans of traveling to Israel. But in a typical year, did you notice, you know, the larger crowds year after year? I mean, in other words, if you're doing this, you know, for quite a few log bombers, did, did you notice that, you know, a few years later after you started, the crowds were just much, much larger? It was when we first started going, it was like you used to see people just camped out. You had people with their, they were there for like a week, for weeks, just camping out. They had they had their generator batteries in their tents. It was it was very it was it was, it was unique. <laughs> I remember back in '96, seven of us, my friends, seven of us, went up to, to Rabbi Nachum Breyer, who's the Rebbe 
with Oliver Shalom, the Rebbe's father, right. and we went there to, to participate, to see what it was like. And we went in these light blue jackets, and it said, Chaside, the MMB, Sackett Lake. Here's <laughs> a, rabbi Breyer was our rabbi, and he said, He's a, we went as like, you know, the Hasidim of our rabbi from Sackett Lake, Rabbi Breyer. We get up there, and it's a sea of black, of course. And with, and like one, someone goes over to the Rebbe and asks, are these guys your Hasidim? And the Rebbe looks at him and he says, no, no, no. They're my father's Hasidim. These are my friends. Wow. So, so right away, you know, there's a feeling of, of, of an optus there. I remember early on, you know, there was no, there was, was a crowd, but it was never like this. You could get close to the fire and the whole thing. They didn't make it so, you know, so it was much more spread out. And it's funny, and it's funny because when I asked you off the air about, you know, the people with the wine and the schoolers and the sheep and obviously the the upsharons that are going on, etc., you sort of said to me, you know, all that does go on, but you you felt the spiritual aspect, like the really sincere aspect of the of the whole day, uh, the whole night and day uh, was increasing like crazy over the years. It's it really has, and it's like you know that's irrelevant. Tell tell you the truth. It's kind of irrelevant, and I will tell you, you just get caught up by the moment. Right. And the moment was what you call it is just great. It's just a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful office, and you hear the singing. The singing, you know, Tanya Elokai, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. You can't. Uh, you just get absorbed by it. Steve Adelsberg is with us. When you leave, I'm assuming you leave at some point during the night. Uh, but the impression I get, I've never been there. That's why I'm asking. I know a lot of people listening have never been there. I'm assuming that that as you're leaving and all day long, there's people going in the other direction and heading up to the mountain. Hundred percent. We get in early. We get out early. Right. So, it's, so it works out very nicely. And when you're and, and when you're leaving, you see the throngs going the other way. There's no question about it. No question. And we have stories of the over the years. I can tell you funny stories. You know, getting up there. I usually go with Ralph Goldberg. Right. The very big of, of the Rebbe. And uh, we have, as I say, it's a very, 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 very spiritual, but yet it's it's memories. It's just memories. And uh, does it hurt not to be there? Yes, but we'll get, to, we'll get this soon enough. Right. I know that, I mean, obviously, the you know, for Americans it's tough, or, or for anybody out of Israel, it's tough to get there now this week. Um, if someone is, then they're likely an exception. But um, you've obviously spoken to everybody in Israel. Do they expect the same number of Israelis to be up on the mountain on the Thursday night and Friday? They say they're opening up, and if they're opening up, people are going. That's it. People say they think they're going to go, they're going to go, and like, you know, hey, thank God we could still do these things. <laughs> there was only one year they didn't have a lighting on my road. The one year they didn't have a lighting. I'm trying to think. Well, were they in the middle of a war and they didn't want to call attention yes. to it? 1948. Wow. That's 1948, there was no headlocker. Wow. Because uh, in general, in general, in the entire country, if, if there were lights on, you know, headlights of a car or anything else, you had to make sure to either paint them over, cover them up, or just make sure not to turn lights on. Yeah, but, uh, what I could tell you is that, you know, back in the day, you know, the original got in a lot of trouble with the Russian czar because he had he bought the right to the land right. and he was able to get it and, and and they caused a lot of problems here were to run away from Russia. So I remember my rabbi Rabbi Pluchuk was giving me a speech, he goes, If you tell me, you know, I think he realized it was more trouble than he bargained for, because he had run away from Russia into Austria and always trying to send them back. 
And I said, well, I don't know about that, Rabbi. If you knew 250 years ago, your great-great-grandson would be lighting and creating your legacy, I think you would be okay with it. Yeah. It's a lasting, yeah, lasting I, memory. I have a feeling that's 100% accurate, no question about it. Steve Adelsberg's with us. He is. Um, the more we get to know Steve, the more we realize that he's Mr. Lagbomer. As you hear, he's uh, often Baruch Hashem. In Israel and in Mehron, when the uh, Hadlaka, the actual lighting, begins that night, in this case it would be tomorrow night, actually begins, talking about what happens there. And uh, he's, of course, chairing our event this coming Sunday and will join us, please God, Friday morning. I want to say, you know, Avram Rosenblum is going to join us because Steve has an amazing, amazing insight that he shared with me off the air that I must have him share on the air with Avram, and he's going to call in in a minute or two. I just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody who has demonstrated support and has been enthusiastically supportive of our Friday Lagba Omer celebration. It may not be Mayron. There may not be wine, sheep, and uh, and uh, upsharons, but we are going to get together for a great five-hour radio show and a tremendous super band with great music to celebrate. And after this whole acapella couple of weeks, <laughs> as the listener from Charlotte said in an email yesterday, after these couple of weeks of acapella, it's going to be good Friday morning to turn on to turn on uh, the uh, Nahum Single Network, uh, whether you're watching or listening, and and see and hear some great uh, Jewish music, a uh, live Jewish music selection. So I take this opportunity to thank our presenting sponsor, Mizrahi RZA, the Religious Zionists of America. I want to thank the Atar organization. Uh, we featured their crowdfunding campaign. They're a sponsor of Friday's show. I uh, want to thank uh, our chairman, of course, Steve Adelsberg and his family, um, serving literally as, you know, at the at the top of the list as a chair of this event. And uh, without their support and enthusiasm, it would be impossible to, to have this event, frankly. I want to thank our New Jersey chair, Ralph Rosenbaum. Ralph and Steve are actually going to meet for the first time on Friday, please God. Uh, you may recall that they were both um, instrumental in our Ron Bloomberg Zoom. Those of you who are baseball fans, you may recall we had a Ron Bloomberg Zoom. Remember that? First Jewish designated hitter. Excuse me, first designated hitter. Happens to be Jewish. Uh, so they'll meet Friday, Bezrat Hashem. I want to thank Cheryl and Dr. Mendy Markowitz and Gail and Itzy Weintraub. They're donating because Lagba Omer, they're sponsoring because Lagba Omer is the 24th yard site of Mrs. Evelyn Leader, Chava Bas Shlomo. I want to thank Frida and Yogi Lashinsky. I want to thank uh, Betty and Morris Esses. I want to thank Naftali Solomon and his family and the 718 Insurance family. And, of course, I want to thank Ronnie and Larry Birnbaum. Um, uh, all three of their stores, all three of the J-Drug stores, uh, are, giving out the, the, are giving the COVID vaccine. They're immunizing people every single day as a community service and trying to just get our community and the general community as safe as possible in the um, – shadow of this pandemic. So to Ronnie and Larry, we thank them for sponsoring a Friday's event as well. And of course, a big thank you to our friends at Arts Grill. We are renting out their studios in Rahway, New Jersey for the event. Uh, Hanania Kramer and Colra Multimedia will be doing all of our live streaming and everything that you would suspect having to do with the um, technical stuff that's going on. And um, Colrum Multimedia. Plus, of course, if you want to sponsor the event now and come down to Rahway and be part of it Friday morning, no problem. Just go to fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Details are there, and we'll have a full breakfast. We'll have a minion at 8, 10 in the morning. We are literally 
going to have everything you, you need to enjoy. And also a special word to everybody in Israel. We're talking with Steve about Meron and Israel. Uh, you know, in the afternoon Friday, it's going to start winding down from a Lag Bomer celebration to preparation for Shabbos. And I don't know if there's a better way to prepare for Shabbos than to have amazing Jewish music permeating in your home uh, on a Friday afternoon. So from 1 until 6, right, Shabbos starts like, I don't know, 6.30, 6.40 in Israel, somewhere maybe later even. Uh, 1 until 6, Israel time. Make sure to be tuned in and enjoy our fabulous Lag Omer Extravaganza. Should be a lot of fun, to say the least. And um, we're looking forward to a great event. Uh, Steve, I'm just waiting for Avram to call in. I, I don't want you to to discuss your observation that you shared with me off the air until he's on. So we'll give him another minute or two to reach us, and then if not, then I'll pass along the message after you uh, discuss it with us. Uh, but uh, I know you want to help me encourage everybody, not just to, to come down to the event and be sponsors, but more importantly, uh, we are anticipating just simply a great show. You're, you're a big fan of great radio shows, and you have a feeling that, that this Friday is simply just going to be a great radio show. It's gonna be everyone. Everyone's looking to get out. Yeah. Everyone's looking to open the window and scream. Yep. And then we get to <laughs> open our windows and scream Jewish music. Uh, yes, especially after this acapella <laughs> couple of weeks, the transition's going to be one where people do want to escape from that and get back to a quote-unquote regular format. So Friday, everybody, five hours. Make sure to. Tune in and be with us. Uh, all right. Uh, well, if Avram calls in, we'll certainly include him. You got to tell the audience, Steve Adelsberg, chairman of our event. You got to tell them your observation. I just want to set the the scene here because a lot of people, obviously, we all, we do have thank God a lot of young people listening. They may not remember the whole diaspora scene in Israel, but before diaspora became this international sensation, and people like me became big fans, and then they had all their farewell tours and reunion tours, and they've been an entity, you know, for the last forty years. 40-plus years, you recall, and again, I'm setting the stage for everybody, that on Saturday nights, on, on a regular basis, they would get up and jam uh, on Hartzion, what they called you know, King David's tomb, and they'd be there in the old city of Jerusalem. And you told me yesterday that there is a special place in modern Jewish history for them, Avraham and the entire group, when you think of Jerusalem after the Six-Day War. Tell us that observation. It was after the Six Day War. We didn't. No one knew anything. Then remember, when you went to the old city, if you saw a Pepsi sign, you knew you weren't afraid, but you knew you were in an Arab section yeah. because Pepsi didn't sell, sell to Israel. Right. Pepsi had the boycott. Right. So we're in this old city. We're all going in there. We're taking our own walking tours. It was safe and safe could be. You never had any kind of worries. But the spiritualism of the city was brought out by the diaspora band. The Ibnu at Simcha, you really felt it. You felt the Simcha of having an old city, of being able to go in. There was something we never even thought was going to happen in our lifetime. And they really brought up that spiritualism, that, that the joy of being a Jew in Yerushalayim. That's Amazing. It, was, it, it, it gave us all that, wow, and you go up to Hartzion, you hear them singing, you hear the enthusiasm. He just got caught up in it. And you know, it's funny. You mentioned to me, even aside from the music you pointed out, which was also, I thought, brilliant, that in the 70s when we're coming, you know, in the aftermath of the Six-Day War and people are sort of, you know, a little hesitant about our our right, our 
our uh, you know ownership, our you know legacy of the old city of Jerusalem. Diaspora is there, you know, setting down the markers. Diaspora is there saying, hey, guys, we're here. This is ours, and we are going to celebrate, you know, in this area really close to the Temple Mount. And I thought that, I thought that was also a pretty significant statement, that people got that feeling that there was, a, there was some ownership that the Jewish people were exhibiting. It was, a, it was like, it was, a, it was Shiva Tzion, we're coming back. Yeah. And we came, and, and, and with the Diaspora band, what Alvin Roswell taught us, come back to Simcha. Because it's a great simple. Come back with enthusiasm. This is Jerusalem. You have to remember, this was 1971, 1970. Yeah. And it was like, you know, hey, only three years after the war, and we're just getting used to what's, we're trying to unwrap the treasure that we found. That when, uh, when did you first travel to Israel after the Six Day War? Do you remember your first trip after the Six Day War? I sure do. So it, was, it, was, it was 72. It was 72. I remember it was, it was, it was my freshman year in college. And I had said to my father once, I would like to go to Israel. He said, so would I. <laughs> we went, I went to work and got money together. You went down, you went in a knapsack, and you just you hopped across the country. You slept on the beach. You slept, you know, you, you, know, you slept on the beach, and the flies woke you up. Right. But, but again, you, 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 but, but, you, but you felt the ownership. You felt it was yours. Oh, there's no question about yeah. it. Amazing. It was such love of land. The first time it was just something. It was, it was an amazing thing. Your family may have not been to Eretz Israel, who knows for how many generations. Right. But when you came the first step off the plane, and I remember I came off the plane, there was a soldier that was just checking everybody out as you walked by. But I remember saying, hey, he's one of ours. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely amazing. We're pining for Israel, folks. The, the gap between Israel and the diaspora has widened like crazy over these uh, 15 months terribly. Terribly. Uh, so we won't be there for Lagba Omer, but uh, we'll try to give you some real Lagba Omer spirit. And uh, and uh, one of the other people that uh, Steve will see on Friday and, and recount all of this will be Avram Rosenblum, of course, who will uh, be leading our entire musical production. Uh, I thank you. I thank you. I thank your family, Steve. And, and we so look forward to Friday. And, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll wish you a happy early, an early happy Lagba Omer. How's that? Very good. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Steve Adelsberg, everybody. He's chairman of our big event Friday. He's got a lot of good log moments. You know, originally, and I don't think he'll mind that I say this, you know, obviously everyone's 50-50 when it comes to going to Israel because, you know, you think you're going, you're not going, they're giving permission, not giving permission, you got to do this, you got to do that. So everyone's, we're 50-50, you know, in terms of next month's trip. So Steve was sort of like 50-50, so we're going through both scenarios. If you're in America, you'll please God join us Friday. And then he said, that if he's in Israel and coming back after Hadlaka on Thursday night, he hopes to join us uh, straight in the studio in Rahway uh, with a full, you know, eyewitness report, um, which obviously would have been great. But without that, we will uh, certainly uh, relive and uh, conjecture about what it was like uh, in Meron and uh, what Lagba Omer is like for people around the world. It is a, it, Steve talked about Simcha. It, it is amazing. Lagba Omer smack in the middle of Sphira. And the transition is remarkable. I mean, there are people who tomorrow night will be gathering together at events with zero music, just mingling a little bit, and then all of a sudden it's going to explode at the proper time and the live music is going to be remarkable. So that's what Logbomer uh, is certainly all about. Wednesday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. My thanks to uh, Steve Adelsberg, Avram Rosenblum. Uh, I guess he'll join us Friday. thought he'd be able to call him this morning, but uh, again, he'll join. Uh, I mean, obviously he'll join us Friday. 
And uh, anybody out there who wants to join us Friday or support the event, it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org. Just go to the site there, and you'll see uh, the information under sponsorship opportunities. More coming up. It's JM in the AM. Uh 